bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bobby, bitch. Bobby, bitch. Welcome home, Bobby. Body bitch. Make that body flip. You know I don't know karate, bitch. We dropping bodies, bitch. They say shooting is my hobby, bitch. And I'm a problem kid. Walk up on the roof of Forbes and they with that talking shit. Already, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem, Bronx. We gonna get Queens in there. For anything else, we make the sound, we make the style. Ah, I love it. And chewy on some hot niggas. Like I talk to Shy, see when I shot niggas. Like you seen him twirl, then he dropped. Welcome home. All right, let's start the episode. We um. We have a special guest in the house. Very special. First of all, I want to start on a side note and say I didn't want to have a white guest on before I had him on because I wanted to attack that white person. But I feel like um, I can I'm, handle the heat. I'm, I'm growing. Yeah. He, he could definitely handle the heat. But I also feel like I'm growing and like I don't need to do that to someone. Um, and he has been my roommate, and he's. Heard all my podcasts probably, and I never had him on here. And I had Conrad on here, and I had Imani on here. Yes, sir. So, well, I'm honored. Right. It also sounds like you're scared. Like, you know, Benny, you know, <laughs> knows how to handle you. So, like, any other white person will give you some problems. But you you're know, trying Benny, to say a white person can handle me? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You racist. I'm saying. <laughs> well, we're further, without further ado, be like Jake Paul did, oh, dude. <laughs> Welcome to Shaq TV. <laughs> well, listen, welcome to Shaq TV. The credentials is there. The experience is there. I done traveled up and down the East as Hemisphere. Don't come for me. Don't try me. Uh, we got Imani the Poet in the house. What's up, baby? Uh, we out here. Say your fretting. I don't got to rep it every time, but, you but, know, I am a part of 5 Beta Sigma Return. Yeah, we got Imani Huawei <laughs> in the house. You know what I mean? 5 Beta Sigma the Poet. We got Jeremy... Benny in the house. What's I up, what's him, up? Call him Beanie. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the the marathon winner, the the track star. All of that. Right, right, all of that. Um, then you got Shaq TV in the house. Um, first thing I want to start off is with, I want to start off with love because we're still in February. Yeah. And um, it's the month of love and black excellence. Um, you had, you've come on this podcast and you've got your whole interview and I feel like this one we're going to focus a little more on McPherson over there. That's now good. I'm really nervous. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, we know you are married. Um, that is a big decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, walk me down the path of how do you feel now that you're married and why did you get married? Well, I'll start with the why. The why is... <laughs> Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a real Oh, bro. that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> now that I remember that. Yo, I think he's going to say, you trying to love. He calls <laughs> money. Yo, that's real, buddy. It's, uh, your insurance gets better. Your tax gets better. Mm-hmm. So, it, honestly, getting married this past fall was entirely a money decision. If I mean, we, we had these big plans of wanting to get married in, in this huge ceremony, hundreds of people. And mm-hmm. um, at first, when we, when we made the decision to get married, maybe we get more into this later, but when we made the decision to get married, we were just thinking like the two of us, tiny little thing, courthouse ceremony, because we really were just doing it for money. But I got, I got 
so many people who love me in my life. They weren't going to let me and Shimoni do this, uh, do this small little courthouse thing. So y'all made sure we, we did it up and did it real. But how does it feel? I mean, y'all know I'm, I'm as cheesy as they come. But I, I feel like I've known that I was going to marry the woman I'm with mm-hmm. since like a month or two into being with her. So that I... That quick? Hold on. Let, let me cook on that real quick. Um... <laughs> Cause I get a lot of flack um, for thinking like six months is like a good way to gauge if you want to marry someone or if you want to, you know, what I mean, continue the relationship. It's still kind of short, but go ahead. Right, right. I still feel like that's kind of short. I'm, I'm, I'm giving some grace. Yeah, I hear that. Way. How old were you when you thought this? <laughs> uh, I twenty one, twenty two. Would you call that puppy? I was love? young. I mean, I there definitely was puppy love at the start, but I think, mm-hmm. I mean, the way I you think said about two it, months, yeah, but but the way I think about it, and and what I was thinking about, I remember I was on a run, and I remember exactly where I was in Hyattsville, Maryland, going under this little bridge, and I was thinking <laughs> to myself, like, look, like she could break up with me any day, but every single day I'm gonna choose to be with her because mm-hmm. I know that that's the better choice for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, sure. Like at the end of the day, like there are all sorts of feelings in love, but like love is a choice. The person that you're with is a choice. And I was making the choice in that moment that if I could, I was going to choose to do everything I could to try to convince her to be with me <laughs> for the rest of my life. Okay, okay. Yo, this is bad because girls are going to hear this and they're going to be like, Oh guys, you think you need six months, a month, a year to before you know you're ready to set her down. And many did in two months. Right. They're going to start having but, an expectation. But, but hold on. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Benny. Some of us, we got... I'm not saying this did not happen to you. I'm not saying there wasn't women coming your way. I'm not saying women wasn't throwing themselves at you. But what I'm saying is, how does a man that um, lives a very promiscuous lifestyle um, gets a girl and, you know what I mean, loves her and have these feelings and... Um, I guess what I'm asking is why you um, had that mindset at such a young age and why didn't you be like, you know what I mean? I could, I could still get some more girls. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I get it. I get it that you're kind of saying that I can't shoot my shot with anybody. I just settled to the first thing I could get. People aren't coming for me. I guess that's what he's saying, but you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, JV. Yeah. But I think I... I knew that I wanted to be in a relationship and like, that's a choice too, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if you want to be in a relationship, you're choosing that. If you like want to have a partner and know that y'all also want to see other people, that's a choice too. But the kind of relationship that Shimoni and I were communicating about and that I wanted from her and she wanted from me was something where like we were together and we were each other's partners and, and that was it. It was exclusive to us. So I think honestly it was just, luck us finding us us finding each other mm-hmm. to some extent and like we were both looking for the same thing at the same time but i yeah i don't know Did you go ask a question real quick no uh, okay go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> now he feel like moises he I like say, hey, hey I, I am in the bc okay right, I, I right, could, you look good there i appreciate you so i know there's like different calculations whenever you're in east asia relationships so like when you like someone that process that that, that, that you go through when you Ready for them to be your girlfriend, the thought process that you go through. When you're ready to, to propose, the whole thought process. So how did you know you're ready to be married? I feel like those are all different thought processes. Definitely. Um, and I, I honestly don't know, like, 
I think proposing to her and saying that I want to get married in the future was one thing, but right. like we got married beginning of November, like beginning of October, it was still like, are we going to do this? Are we really going to do this? So like I, we were still figuring that out up until the <laughs> night it happened. <laughs> it uh, are we actually going to get married? I mean, y'all saw me. I, I was actually shaking. It was cold that night, but I was shaking right. for other reasons too. Yo, I'm going to tell you this South story. We had it in the back, y'all, right? And you know how... It was the, beautiful. Right, beautiful. right, right, right. You know how the groom has to like stand there and wait for the bride to come out? Mm -hmm. I'm telling y'all, Benny was out there for a <laughs> And we had you two, Shaq. You were in there with Shimoni and Imani. You were waiting right outside the door with the camera. You know? <laughs> um, now, Imani, I want your point of view. I'm not spreading any rumors or saying like you're a promiscuous man, but you are a single man that is not married. Correct. Um... Why haven't you settled down and said you're going to marry the girl within two months? I don't know. I, I feel like I have to. And you're a man of the God. That's even more of a fucking. Okay. Uh, I promise <laughs> I was going to curse. <laughs> I feel like for me personally, I, I still have things I need to experience. And I think, you know, financially, uh, career wise, uh, socially, there are still things that I need to experience as a single person and experience them single before I'm ready to, you know, get with somebody. Because I think that it had changed the way I'm interacting, both in all those in all those avenues. For, so, for example, if I want to go to Texas, because I got a good job opportunity, now I got to consider me and my partner. Right. Or if, you know, I want to go on a trip with me and the homies, I got to consider me and my partner. So these are there's things that I want to get out of my system without having to be accountable to somebody yet, mm -hmm. but I haven't done so. And Jeremy, you didn't have that urge? I mean... Shimoni and I were long distance for five years. So we, we did kind of do our own thing to mm -hmm. some extent. There were, right. like, there were parts of our lives, obviously, that were mm -hmm. still like, she's my partner, she's my person. Like, at the end of the day, I'm coming home to FaceTime and her, maybe not coming home to her, but right. like, <laughs> like, she went to law school in California when mm -hmm. I was coming to New York for my job at BXD. Like, we, we went our separate ways mm -hmm. to some extent. And, I mean, that's honestly been one of the good things about the pandemic is it, it brought us back together. But I, I don't want to do that again. Like, if I, if yeah, I were... You, it's no more long distance. No way. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sick of that. Mm -hmm. but, but I, like, I totally hear that. I, I think that, like, and long distance is hard, man. Like, if you're, if you're actually saying, like, I want to be able to make decisions on my own and go mm -hmm. where I want to go right. and, like, live the life that I want to live, I, I totally hear that. Right. Um. I would say for me, um, in my early 20s, I was definitely um, like, nah, I need to experience shit. I need to experience shit. And then I got in like a, a, a relationship that was um, was pretty, probably like a year and a half. And then I went single again, and now I'm in a relationship again. And I feel like, I don't know, um, the the dynamic of like, Having a girlfriend and, like Benny said, if it's long distance, like, you still um, could do what you want and it not be, um, like, having a partnership kind of thing. Right. And, like, the position I was in, I was like, okay, I was, like, I wasn't picking and choosing, but I was like, okay, I'm going on this trip with my guys. Um, I know I have a partner. I'm not going to cheat. But, um, yeah, a significant other might say, like, oh, I don't want you to go anywhere without me. Or like that might be um 
Like, it might come off the wrong way. And, and like, when you're choosing to go on that trip, you're choosing not to be with her, which right. is something that, like, like when you're in a relationship, like, that's something you got to think about. Right. And are you, like, and, okay, so, Imani, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, if I choose to go on a trip with my guy friends, am I choosing the guy friends over my girlfriend? It depends. The, the question, the way you asked it, no. Okay. But, you know, let's say y'all are having a rocky time, you and your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's important that you guys spend time together in that moment. I think if you decide to do so in that moment, you're choosing her. But if it's just like you spend time with her, you know, 75% of the weekend mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of the month, and you want 25% with your with your people, mm-hmm. I think that's perfectly fine. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I'm at this totally off the jacket. I'm I, got a, I got a little different opinion. I think uh-huh. that every time, no matter what, mm-hmm. you are choosing your guy friends over your over partner. partner. Mm-hmm. But I think like sometimes that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like the reality is sometimes, like sometimes I choose to hang out with people and Shimoni's not coming. And in that moment, I'm choosing to hang out with those other people instead of Shimoni. And at certain points that's going to happen and it's got to be okay. But if, if it's happening too much, if it's happening in a way that like Shimoni's not okay with, or in a way where it's not just that I'm choosing people over Shimoni, but I'm not even thinking about her, that's when it becomes a problem. Okay, so this may be semantics, but is it really choosing other people or is it choosing yourself? Because you're choosing to make yourself happy by spending your time with them. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's that's real. I guess it doesn't make it any, any better, though, because either I'm being selfish or I'm choosing other people. Yeah, but you got to choose yourself sometimes. You got to take care of yourself. You can't, you can't be there for someone else. This is a partnership. It's we now. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm liking where this Yo, is going. Yo, Benny being real. That's why I appreciate right, it. Right, 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 right. And I, you know, I always say, he, he fair. He fair. Right. Even though he a white man, he going to give you your equal slice of the... That's a fact. <laughs> I was about to say some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back. You see, it's because there ain't no looking here. So I mean, you did say back. you were going to bring it, so <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm talking about the joke I was about to make. And thank... Yo, we haven't drunk any liquor or done any hookah in the past two days. Hey, <laughs> We're trying to get back in shape. You no, know, good right. health, good wealth is what they say. So we just right. have to make sure our bodies are good. Right. Um, so, Jeremy, now I'm going to ask you. You're, like you mentioned, you worked at BXD. You're a PD, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Why did you want to become a public defender? Yeah. I mean, I, I can. Imani probably knows Every time you apply for a PD job out of law school, no matter what office you're applying to, they're going to ask you this question because there are a lot of people who get into it for the wrong reasons. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like this answer might sound a little bit canned, but it's Mm -hmm. because this is like, this is something that I sat with a career counselor and we were like, what exactly should I say in my PD job interview (laughs) to convince them that some white guy from central Massachusetts actually wants to work for black people in the Bronx? Right, Right. Sundown town, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> watch Lovecraft country right. he's not lying <laughs> but um so full disclosure my dad's a prosecutor mm-hmm. um and i think so that's he put a, people in jail yeah and not just people in jail but he's like getting grand jury indictments to bring felonies on people um and he's been doing that his whole professional career and i grew up with my dad coming home and like telling stories making jokes about some guy that he was just indicting. So, and, and like my dad's friends were cops. Mm-hmm. My friend's dads were cops. Mm-hmm. Like I was around. So you was basically an op. They was raising you to be an op. Am I still? Who nope. knows? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. 
I'm not. I swear, I'm not. Listen, listen some people might not invite you to their barbecue, but Betty, you definitely invited to my barbecue. I appreciate that. Full plate mac and cheese, okay, the yams. But what, so so what happened was uh-huh. I, I went to law school to do education work, civil rights education work. That's what I was really involved in in undergrad, and I, I did that my first summer of law school, and it. It just didn't really feel right. I wanted to have a client. I wanted to be advocating. I wanted to be going up against a system that I thought was fucked up and unjust. Mm-hmm. And doing that just wasn't possible with the education rights experience that I had. So fall of my second year, like a whole bunch of things came together. Trump started running for office, talking about mm-hmm. being a law and order president. And really that's just mm-hmm. code for racist criminal justice enforcement. Right. Right. I read Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow. Yep, I watched yep. 13th. And I, I started taking a couple of classes at law school that all made everything click and made me realize something that a lot of people have been talking about for decades, especially black women. I'm thinking Angela Davis, um, especially she's really impacted me. Um, but people have been critiquing the criminal legal system and all of its problems for so long. And I think a lot of people are living with that. I'm not. As a white man moving through central Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I don't know that intuitively. Um, I had to learn that from people around me. And when I learned that, I realized that was a fight that I wanted to be in. I wanted to be standing with clients, going up against a system that was inherently unjust. Um, I think there's a, there's a James Baldwin quote. It's, uh, I'm not saying that everyone is innocent, but when the system itself is guilty, um, everyone who's locked up by that system uh, is, is unjustly uh, impacted. That's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm botching it. I'm not nearly as eloquent as mm-hmm. James Baldwin. But that's, that's the idea, right? Like, right. I don't give a fuck what my client did. I don't care about mm-hmm. that. But I know that the fact that I'm having to represent my client right now in criminal court is an injustice. And I think those ideas and, and those, like thoughts are what got me into doing PD work because I, I hadn't had that lived experience. I hadn't been with people who had been impacted that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got into it and started working in PD offices, I, I really fell in love with it. Uh-huh. Yo, I'm not on the hiring committee, but if I heard that, uh-huh. I can see why you got the job, buddy, okay? <laughs> I can see why you got the job. Right, he's getting a little long-winded on my podcast. I'm like, God damn. No, no that was necessary. I got to be quiet. I, uh, Imani, What's let up? me ask you now. How do you feel about a white man um, trying to come into the, the the PD field and trying to um, it now it looked like he just doing it to like give his dad the middle finger like dad That's you, you're, you're, whoa, whoa 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 I'm 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 not <laughs> done yet um his dad prosecutor doing all this doing all that and now he's growing up like a nature versus nature kind of thing mm-hmm. um I'm gonna be the total opposite of my dad um right. and him being white on top of that, how do you feel about white people in the setting of PD and trying to like give a sympathy to- token kind of thing? I mean, I, I think on the outside, it's, it, it is suspect. You know, like why is this white person in this space, especially some of the smartest JP? You know, he went to a great school. He can work anywhere he wanted to work at, you know, so why is he going to choose working here? It's kind of like, have you heard of Teach for America? Teach for America is this organization where people can go and they teach in inner city schools for a little bit and then they do for two years and then they bounce. Right. But like they get this this bad rap for like, you know, just wanted to go in the inner city or wanted to act like they're down for the cause and have that like, you know. It's just for the resume, right. Exactly. But I feel like time reveals everything about anybody. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, on the outside, when I first meet someone and he's white, I'm critical and I'm and I'm suspect about their their real intentions. But like, I know JB, I live with JB, I see JB in court, and there's a difference between how someone advocates when they're really passionate what they do than when they're not. And uh, I think JV has proven himself time and time again when he's in court throughout conversations, the way he interacts with me, the way he interacts with his, with his clients, because I've seen it. Uh, so yes, it is. I think it is right to be skeptical at first, but I think if you if you watch and you you let time you know, time passed by, it'd eventually, you know, expose those who are real and those who are not about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I want to hop in with a question for Imani. Okay. Right, go ahead. So do you think that being white, uh, well, I th- no, I want to reframe the question. I think, do you think that uh, people of color, especially black people, are uh, inherently going to be probably a better public defender than a white person? Yes, and I, I, yes, and I'm, I'm careful about how I say this because, like, just because I'm black does not mean I really relate to my clients. Most times I don't. You know, I grew up relatively middle class, so just because I'm black does not mean I know what it's like for the, for my client struggle. But I do know what it's like to be black, you know, and I do have that somewhat shared experience, and I know how the government cops, and I know how we are treated and how we are looked at. And I think just that that added perspective does make for uh for for a better advocate. So I, th- I think it, that having that inherent uh, ability to do so does, and, and in the beginning, make people better advocates for for this particular type of guy. Yeah, I believe it. Okay. Next question, Jeremy McPherson. <laughs> Got the light on him. This is integration. You know he needs the first 48. Um, are you a feminist? And tell oh, me what God. a feminist is to you. Uh, I am trying. I, I'm a straight white man who has a lot of shit that I'm constantly trying to unpack. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> I, I know what y'all mean when Shaq try to like give y'all like a little grace way of where he about to go. Answer this first question first. What is a feminist? Okay. Um. <laughs> you That's a hard question. Uh, I, I think, I feel like a feminist is... Bet there are way better definitions of this, but I'm thinking of more of the systems that it's opposing, right? Like there are things that are uh, patriarchal and sexist, and a feminist is a person who believes in trying to create a world where uh, those restrictions and limitations and like inherent injustices don't exist. It's not just about like, oh, men and women are equal or men and women should be treated the same or because it's, it's not just about like, like men are treated better and we need to remove that. I think it's more of like an ideology. It's more like, like something, something basic, right? Like, like when, when Shimoni and I are having conflict in our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like it might be about something as simple as like, like trying to return something that like, like. We, we ordered something and it's the wrong size and we're trying to return it. And uh, she thinks like a dozen times, like, oh, we really got to make sure that we take care of this. And I just keep on forgetting it and pushing it back. And I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. But she's putting in all of this labor into mm-hmm. thinking about and remembering this tiny little chore that we have to take care of. Right. Um, and I think being a feminist means like, I'm actually taking into account the fact that that is labor that she, and I think a lot of other women are often putting in more than. So think is labor now? Yes, it can be. Okay. I think so. Okay. Uh, all right. I, 
I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Continue because <laughs> you've been a little long with it. Go ahead. Continue so, with your explanation of yeah, feminist. I think I think being a feminist is uh I think first of all a woman is better at explaining it than a man because mm-hmm. I don't think that a man gets to define what feminism is, but mm-hmm. I think it is like believing in a world where we can get rid of these patriarchal and, and sexist assumptions that are impacting and uh negatively affecting all of our daily lives. Okay. You might do you agree with what he said? Because your definition, if I remember correctly, and we could pull it up, mm-hmm. is that uh, you believe in like equality for women all across the board. I mean, yes. Okay. I, I still stand by that, but I feel mm-hmm. like equality is kind of what Jeremy had like expounded upon because mm-hmm. I didn't really define what it, what it means to be equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I do agree with the spirit of what, of what Benny said. Okay. Now, Benny, are you a feminist? I'm trying. I think there are moments where I'm not, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be better at it. Like I'm, I'm unlearning a ton of things about like, like what my role is and what's what it's okay for me to be doing. What my role should be around the house as a man, and like even just like the way that I talk, like like speaking in a room. Uh, I might like be long winded mm-hmm. or like just speak in a louder voice and assume that everyone's going to pay attention to me. And I think in those moments, I'm not being a feminist. Okay. Now, ah, damn, I don't want to lose my thought, but remember this, just because you make a mistake in a setting that wasn't a, a, a thing that a feminist would do, does that not make you a feminist? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not saying that... Because I could be in a religion and sin all day, but I'm still part of that religion. I think sexist, being sexist and Mm -hmm. being racist are two different things, but I think it's helpful for me think about it in terms of in terms of race too sometimes, right? Because Mm -hmm. like if me as a white person, if I say or do something racist, Mm -hmm. I am a racist. Like there there are like assumptions that I'm making and ways that I'm moving You cannot do nothing racist and you will still be a racist. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I feel like you could mess up sometimes and in a setting and it that might come off as not being feminist and you be a feminist. Well, no, what I'm saying, because being a feminist is being an anti-racist. So I'm saying like me as a white person. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. So me as a white person, I might do everything perfect mm-hmm. from like a race perspective. I might never say anything racist. I might move in spaces with people of color in ways that are like conscious of my race mm-hmm. and my identity. But I'm still racist. Right. So as a as a dude, mm-hmm. I might be thinking about all of these things and be trying to be like mm-hmm. a progressive guy who's like centering women and lifting up the women in my life. But I'm not gonna be a perfect feminist just because I'm a dude. Okay. Okay. I know you wanted to get to this later, but I gotta ask. No, a jump in. Go ahead, jump in. So are you saying that by the virtue of being white, everyone who's white is racist? Yes. Say it with your chest. Say it. thank you. I heard it here first. Y'all heard it on Shaq TV podcast first, <laughs> and I want to thank you for asking. This was, listen, I love you, Moises, but that was a good be my question. I ain't gonna lie, that was a good question. All right, so now that you have said that, hallelujah. You, uh, a white person, just by the color of their skin, we're judging them by the color of their skin. Um, it's automatically racist because. Not because of the actions that they're doing, 
but they're going to benefit from the system that was built by their founding fathers. Absolutely. Okay. I want to make that clear. I want everybody to understand what's going on here. Because um, I know there's a bunch of white people that's going to be like, I'm not racist. I never did nothing <laughs> racist in my life. But it's not about that. It's not about that. Because on the opposite end, I'm being judged for the color of my skin before you, I even say a word to you. And it's because of the system that was built. And I'm being judged negative. It's like the, the judgment is affecting me in such a negative way that um you like the butterfly effect of it of you having white skin is is gonna benefit you. So that's why All I, right. So I know not that I'm defending white people, but you know, just to, to have some dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can see a white person sitting in their seat, you know, being like, No, I, I may benefit from white privilege, but it doesn't that doesn't make me racist. What would your response to that be? So I think the benefits that you receive from your white privilege are like it's just it's small shit. Some some of it's really small. Some of it's way bigger. Like your your great 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 grandparent saved like a thousand dollars and that turned into a million dollars and now like you have a fucking trust fund. Like mm-hmm. there's some big privileges, but there are some small privileges just like in me walking into a courtroom. Like if if I have a client and I'm walking into a courtroom and the court officer is going to put me in line before Imani Waweru just because the court officer is a white guy who looks at me and sees someone who looks like he could be a cop mm-hmm. and is like, I'm going to do this guy a solid because he looks like he's in a rush. Mm-hmm. If in that moment I don't immediately abdicate that privilege that's been conferred on me right. and say, no, that's not okay. I should not be going before Imani. Imani was here first. Right. That's me benefiting from racism in a way that makes me complicit in the system. Mm. And there are so many tiny things like that where just being white just gets you like a tiny little step ahead, sometimes a huge step ahead Mm -hmm. where like... And don't tell me y'all don't notice it because y'all do. It's a fact. Absolutely. Even if you're constantly trying to abdicate those privileges, Mm -hmm. you're not going to... Get all of them. Exactly. You're still going to be... Yeah, some some going to leak through. Yep. You're still gonna be. You're still gonna be getting some of those. That's good. Um, I it was. I want to rewind back to the the feminist point. Um, I'm a heterosexual male, and I consider myself an alpha. So, me, see, a beta will laugh. Fucking hate you. You gotta call yourself an yeah. alpha. Are you an alpha? That's why I'm laughing. Listen, I'm just gonna listen. say that the alpha concept is in and of itself a whole nother topic. Anti-feminist. Anti-feminist. <laughs> right, 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 right. But listen, 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 listen. So you sure you're a feminist? No, no, that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. So just because I'm an alpha, that means I can't be a feminist? I think the idea of an alpha, like the the guy who's running shit, the the person who's like calling the shots, and the fact that you have to be that person is a really patriarchal concept of like, I'm the number one, I'm going to call the shots, and I know what's best. You don't. You don't always know what's best. No. You shouldn't always be calling the shots. Okay, but wait, but wait. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. We all could three be alphas, right? You got the, the truck. I got peanut butter. He got the jelly. And we find a way between three of us to sell some sandwiches. None, not us working as a team, none of us 
are like, yo, I'm I'm the one calling the shots. We're going to do what I say. We're working as a team. So I can work as a team with my partner. I'm not saying, like, what I say goes. I could still be an alpha and work as work with a partner. Because like, your partner could also be an alpha is what you're saying. Yes. So I, I guess then I'm a little confused what you mean by alpha then. What what do you mean when you say I'm an alpha? What I mean when I'm saying I'm an alpha, um, I might carry myself in certain settings where um, it may come off as <clears throat> disrespectful to women and... I don't want that to be perceived that I'm not a feminist. So you recognize that things you're doing are disrespecting women, but you still want to be a feminist. <laughs> I saw that coming. Okay. <laughs> I recognize that like, I'm not going to be able to catch everything I do in the moment. I could look back and see, okay, in that moment, I was wild. I, I was going crazy. Um, but innately in me... Um, I've been taught to carry myself a certain way in certain settings. And when I do so um, subconsciously, I may do something that I do not agree with. And um, I don't want that to be like, oh, he's not a feminist. So again, I, I feel like I don't want to say that like, race dynamics and gender dynamics are the same thing. Mm -hmm. But like, do you give a white person a cookie every time they do something that's like not fucked up? No, but I think what he's saying is he wants to be able to make mistakes. Like he wants right. to be able to, to strive and believe in, in one thing, but right. I want to be able to grace. strive to do, to make you know what I mean? For sure. Right. And I think I'm someone who I, I know that I've benefited from folks giving me grace, especially when it comes to race things and when it comes to gender things too. Mm -hmm. But I think like the mentality of just like thinking about it, like I don't think that I get to call myself an anti-racist just because I'm trying not to be racist. I don't think that everyone gets to call themselves a feminist just because they're like saying I'm trying to center and lift up the women in my Why life. Why can't you call yourself anti-racist if you're trying to fight against it? Because I don't think it counts if you're just trying and not actually following through with it, right? Like there are a lot of white people out there who come into PD jobs and they're like, oh, I want to be this great social justice warrior. Mm -hmm. But then they treat their clients and their coworkers who are often disproportionately people of color and sometimes because they're people of color, mm -hmm. like shit. Right. They don't get to say I'm an anti-racist just because they're trying and they're a public defender. That's real. That's real. Alright, y'all only gonna get this here. I'm about to tear up. Um, y'all only gonna get this here. Um, Imani, I'm gonna so. ask you this. I'm going back to the love. Okay. And I know you say this a lot. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, the way he treats Shimoni, I'm gonna give the, the people some background. The way Jeremy treats Shimoni, he's making it hard for all of us. So if y'all see him out, give him a nice baseball bat and a kneecap, you know what I mean? Make him chill out. Make him, make him do something. You gotta punish him a little. But... You could talk about this a little more where um, Jeremy is making it hard out here for us, regular guys. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's not his fault, but jokingly, it, it is. Because, I mean, Jeremy has, like, raised a certain standard when it comes to being a partner more than I've really seen from a lot of just friends, people that are my friends and people that I've looked up to growing up. So just 
by virtue of seeing how he treats how he treats someone, he treats she treats someone he like better than I've ever seen. And it just I jokingly say it sucks because I know like whenever I have if I ever have a girl and mm-hmm. she sees she meets Jeremy and she sees how Jeremy treats her money, if she were to start comparing how not to say I won't be treating her well, right. but she may be thinking things, oh, why does Jeremy do this and you don't mm-hmm. do this? So I think that there is this comparison factor that everyone does, whether it's right. relationships, career or not, that people have. And I think there are just some aspects in relationships that I won't be able to meet up with Matt when it comes to Jeremy. Uh, so yeah, I think it is, it is, he does make it a little difficult for us that are still trying to, you know, be better and do better because, you know, he's already kind of went past those steps. So, you know, Y'all are making me blush. <laughs> it's easy to see because I don't have much melanin no, in here. I got, no, I got some questions for him. <laughs> All right. They cook together. The cooking thing, right? Uh, the you and Shimoni's still in school right now. So she's doing a little virtual and he checks in on her. He goes, is there anything I could do? What can I do for you? Can I help? Can I do this? Can I do this? Don't you have a life? Like, why are you <laughs> under her ass? Uh, I think you were saying, like, oh, how does Jeremy do this all the time? Like, it's frustrating. You just got to find someone who makes it easy for you. Like, I, I think, especially right now with her being in law school and her, mm-hmm. like, she's working, like, 10, 12 hours a day every day. She just got published you should check out her article online. Right. Yes. It's Shout out the article. Shout all about ICE arresting people at courthouses and how fucked up it is. Fuck ICE. Check out her article. Shimoni Basu. I forget the full title of the article, uh-huh. but it's in the UC Irvine. Oh, he's a, he's a bad boy. <laughs> we found a flaw. We found a flaw. We found a flaw. Iced. Iced out of courts. Oh, iced well, out of courts. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this, like, this something Willy else. Wonka this. <laughs> But oh, um, she makes it easy for me. I mm-hmm. like, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, there is part of me. Like, I think I am a people pleaser who like, like I get pleasure out of knowing that I'm able to do something that makes her happy or makes her day a little bit better. And it's like, obviously, she's special, and like the like what what the happiness I get from doing that with her is different. But even just other people, like. I make y'all cups of tea sometimes just because I like to see the smile on your face when I do it. Yeah, I do love that. I do love that. I you do see, love but that. the question you just asked him is like, I think what <coughs> makes his situation even that much better. You said, does he have a life? Bro, Benny still does the things that makes him happy. He still right. runs. He still plays his game. He still goes, hangs out with a friend. Still go play his game. He still hangs out with us. He plays basketball. When he whoa, can, whoa, like, whoa. You don't hang out with us like that no more. No, we just haven't been hanging out together. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm capping, I'm capping. Do you really want to go down that road? I'm capping, I'm capping. I thought so. Yo, hey, Shaq TV, this is what we call panicking, okay? (laughs) This is what we call panicking, all right? Um, I haven't been hanging out. The point point (laughs) I'm trying to make is he does still do the things that make him happy Mm -hmm. and is still able to be the A1 boyfriend, which is, is, I think, is what's making it so difficult. Because we always say, you know, I got to do me, I got to do me, and like, He's so he is do doing that. him. You know right. what I'm saying so, but like uh, a lot of times when we're hanging out, like Shimoni's hanging out with us too. Like I think she definitely views y'all as her friends in a way that like no, you're her friend. I'm her brother. We different levels. <laughs> levels to this. It's levels to this. But go ahead, Benny. I'm not gonna go ahead, Benny. But like sometimes it's easy because in a lot of ways, like her and my lives overlap. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, there's not total overlap like sometimes she's still doing things that she wants to do and i'm doing things that i want to do but like right. there's so much overlap to the things that really give us joy that mm-hmm. like it makes it easy for me to feel like i'm doing things that make her happy and also selfishly doing things that make me happy too hey okay 
The big question now. You are dating a person of color. Mm. How does that feel? He, he, he got a he got a big he got a big brain, y'all. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, I like I'm constantly grateful for Shimoni and her perspective as a woman of color because I think like I a lot of my growth and worldview and I think my awareness of my identities and my privileges comes from her constantly having to deal with me being like an annoying white guy Mm -hmm. and her calling me on it. And like, even when, when I'm out in public, I'm probably a little bit better about like being conscious of these things and checking myself and, and thinking about, Oh, am I being a white guy right now? Like, is this me? Is this my white, like my whiteness coming out and like really impacting this moment? That's not always there when it's just her and me. Um, So she deals with me at my worst and it's at my worst that she's calling me on it. And sometimes when she calls me on it, I respond and I double down and I get extra white man and (laughs) she's got even more to deal with. So I think like the first thing is I'm really grateful for her for putting up with me Mm -hmm. and she could be with a million other guys. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that she's chosen me. The second thing is like, I, I know that there are certain things that I'm not able to bring to her life. And maybe that's why I'm constantly overcompensating because I know that like, like, <laughs> say it, man. I love my family, but like my, I, we don't have a culture in the way that her family does. White people don't have culture. Say oh. it. Yeah. That, that's the pill you was choking on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> because mom and dad, I love you. I love our traditions, but it's just, it's just not the same. It's not the same. Us right. staying up for New Year's every year to celebrate Scottish New Year's is not the same as like the culture that I got to appreciate and, and witness when Shimoni brought me to Calcutta to like stay with her family for a week and a half. Right. Like it's this, it, it's, I don't even want to say there are levels to it because it's like like two completely different worlds. Right. Green, right. green bean casserole is not no jerk chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on. And I'm like, her choosing me as a partner means that she's choosing someone who doesn't bring that. Right. Like my family reunions, when we go visit my right, family. She's going to be like, I'm bringing this to the table and you bringing me this. Like, <laughs> So yeah, I get real. So maybe all of what I'm doing to try to make her happy is really compensating mm-hmm. for the right, shit that I can tr- never bring. Show her like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm distracting her. I'm like, right. like <laughs> let me do all of these things so right. you forget that I have zero culture. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, Imani, yeah. Do you see yourself being in a relationship with a white person or getting married to a white person? I don't think so, but I think it's just non-black. That I don't think I could be with. I think I'm someone who it just makes sense to me to be with someone who who you relate to most. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I would relate to the black woman the most. So it'd be hard for me to, to try to be with someone when there is that gap in what we relate to. We can we can find other things in common. But to his point, the reason why it works so well because they have a lot of overlap, and you can have a lot of things you have in common with. A right. person of color or but a white this person. This is where I think Shimoni is a bigger person than I am. Because I know Shimoni is, is constantly having to explain what it, what it means to be like that per, a woman of color in her, in her culture to Benny when that, whenever they're having that back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the time or the patience to explain my blackness to 
a white person, but in, oh, or someone who does who doesn't understand my experience, mm-hmm. I think it'd get old to me, and it eventually it would get frustrating. And for what it's worth, Shimoni's told me that I, if if she and I weren't together right now, mm-hmm. she might she probably would she would not date a white person. Oh yeah, she told me that too. Because it's that shit's <laughs> too exhausting. Yeah, like. I'm I'm grandfathered in and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that she doesn't regret it. Slid her right in it. <laughs> but but she feels the same way. And like she's she's chosen this life. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry that you gotta deal with it and me and all my whiteness. But like it is Listen, exhausting. I, I, before we end, I'm gonna give a shout out to Shimoni because we we've spoken about you on this podcast a lot and you never get a shout out. Um we're going to get that interview, too. We're going to get that interview, too. I can't um, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hers and days, them, dear, whatever you identify as, um, even a feminist. <laughs> Fellas, wait your turn. And ladies, it's levels. Wait, what do I say? <laughs> Yo! <laughs> My phone's hey, messing up. I'm messing Benny, up. Benny got Shaq shook. I don't know what's going on, but he's Bro, he, he was not, B-rapping on here earlier, his, like... Man, his, he's not he moving joking. how you usually move. Oh, my God. Listen. <laughs> you need the hookah. I need the... See? When you going through with Joe's, you... <laughs> with a hookah, with a liquor. Um, but I know my outro. I know my outro. I don't, I don't need liquor to know my outro. Ladies, y'all know my motto. Pop your pussy for real niggas only. Only. And make sure... The um the activities overlap. That's very important, <laughs> fellas. Wait your turn. Um, if you don't have the feeling of like, oh, this is the one, don't force anything. Um, like Imani said, he's he's waiting. I'm sure it's gonna turn out well for him. But if you do feel like it's the one, you could turn out like Jeremy McPherson. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We love you. Stay safe. We out. <laughs>